0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the final episode of our season preview of the 2023-2024 Big Ten men's basketball uh, season. Uh, I'm Brett. I'm here with Steve, as always. How are you doing, Steve?
1: I am stoked because we are very, very close to the start of the season. And there's nothing like all 14 teams starting off with the same record and the same level of hope.
0: Yeah, couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself. You know, we're we're super pumped to be back here, do it for our third season, uh, covering all things Big Ten basketball. Um, and we hope you guys are uh, all just as equally excited to be along for the ride. So, uh, in case you've missed it, uh, the previous two episodes we put out over the last two weeks covered our uh predictions for and predictions for and season previews for uh, each of the Big Ten teams based on. Uh, where we thought they'd end up. So episode one was the 14th through eighth predicted teams. Uh, and then we did the top half of the conference last week. So if you've missed those, feel free to go do that, you know, before, during, or after you're listening to this episode. Uh, so, you know, uh, we're not going to tell you how to live your life, but, uh, we recommend you check them out. So, you know, we, we did, a pretty big, you know, coverage of all of the teams. So I think, you know, as we did last year, we're going to do cover some individual awards and related things here. Um, so just to kind of map things out, we're going to start with our first team, all Big Ten picks. Uh, kind of talk about some guys that we want, we would keep an eye on for, you know, second, third team uh, picks. Uh, and then, you know, coach freshman and defensive player of the year. So. You know pretty much everything that that is offered, and I think it'll give us a good look to di- good good opportunity to dive into more specific to some of the players you would, you may have heard us talk about on the last couple episodes. So with that in mind, um, let's do let's start with the first team, all Big Ten. Um, and Steve and I had uh, the same picks for this. So Steve, do you want? Is there someone you want to talk about first uh, to kind of get this rolling?
1: Well, I mean, maybe starting with both is obvious. I think, uh, you know, Zach Eady. <laughs> uh, I don't even know that it's worth our breath even to talk about him making the team, given how strong he was last year um, and just how unguardable he is, and the fact that you know he's he's already produced at the level that he's produced and he's he's coming back. You know, I I don't see much in his way from from making first team All Conference. I think there are. You know some other interesting guys that at center throughout the conference that we'll hit on in a second, but Zach he's probably got to be number one at the top of the list to talk about when you talk about all conference in the Big Ten. Yep, uh, that's that's
0: pretty much exactly my thought process. We know exactly who he is and who that person is, who that player is, is dominant. I mean, uh, you know, at seven four, he makes he makes thing life around the rim look super easy. Um, and I think that, you know, I I don't really see him needing to develop an outside shot to kind of help Purdue win games. Um, so I think, you know, while you can debate the merits of his ability at the next level all day, I think that, you know, he's, he's a, an amazing college player, and he is by far the best player in this conference uh, as things stand today. Um, I think another player that, um, you know, you will you'll, you'll see him on, on everyone's list. Usually you, he was a unanimous media pick uh, for all first team, all big 10. Uh, and that's Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, on Illinois. Um, you know, we we, we kind of went into a lot of him specifically on the Illinois preview. Um, but I think that, you know, I, Illinois season comes down to how well he plays. Basically, he's he's great at getting to the rim. I think we'll see him with the ball in his hands a lot this year. He's an excellent defender. And I think, you know, he, he'll have to probably rely a little bit more on playmaking for others. Um, but I think he's an extremely well-rounded player. Um, and you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be asked to carry Illinois to at least a couple of victories this year.
1: And I think moving on to the rest of the list, so you know, rounding out our first team all conference picks are, are gonna be kind of a trio of point guards. Um the first of which is is Boo Booey, um, who'll have to shoulder even a greater load for Northwestern this year probably than than what he had to last year. Um, I think like we talked about in the Northwestern section Uh, The the question with him is really, is he going to be able to be as effective in crunch time um, and carrying the load that he's going to be expected to this year relative to how good he was at it last year? I wouldn't be surprised to see some regression to the mean with him, but um, he gave us every reason to doubt him going into last year and he proved us all wrong. And so you have to give him the benefit of the doubt going into this year. Um, I expect, Northwestern to still be a really really strong team this year, and I think it's going to have a lot to do with Boo Booey. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think
0: we all saw how hard he plays last year and his effectiveness, especially around the rim and in crunch time. Um, and that's that's a huge asset for Northwestern, and uh, we're all better off for you know seeing him play like that. Um, I think mean, next on our list of point guards is Tyson Walker, uh, Michigan State. You know, obviously, it, uh, has spent a lot of time there as a transfer uh, from Northeastern, and really has gotten more consistent every year uh which is which is huge and his experience uh brings a lot to this to the spartan team as does his outside shooting i mean it's that's he is able to work with the the way that the michigan state wants to run their guards uh with him and aj hagard out there works so well because of the skill set that tyson walker brings and that's nothing against a guard but walker's elite shooting makes hagard's getting to the lane and distributing more that more that much more likely um and you know he's he's able to handle the ball and Tyson Walker can hit big shots. Um, you know you'd like to see a little bit of improvement defensively, but if if that's really what you're calling for, um, it's he's he's a he's a very good player, and I, I think he's going to be a, a significant reason that the Spartans' season goes the way we expect it to.
1: And then the the fifth guy that we have on our list is Jameer Young. Um, who, you know, coming into the conference last year, we really didn't know what to expect um, other than that we knew he was from Charlotte and that he was going to kind of anchor Northwestern's offense. But um, he, you know, averaged high double digits in scoring and really, um, you know, was a strong three-point shooter, a strong distributor. Um, and, you know, returning to an offense that, arguably exceeded expectations last year. Um, I think he'll have the confidence and everything that he needs mentally and physically to um, have another strong year of numbers wise. I I will say it is a, it is a really, really deep conference this year at the point guard position, which is why we, you know, for the most part, have three point guards on this list. Uh, Tyson Walker, uh, you could call him a combo guard, but basically have three point guards on this list. Um, And we're also both really, really high on Maryland. Um, and their, you know, ability to deliver now that Kevin Willard's got some experience on his belt. So, um, looking forward to a strong Maryland year and looking forward to, you know, Jameer Young being a big, big part of it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think he's, he's good. He's going to be the, the engine that makes that, that team go. And, uh, their, their hopes are definitely riding on him. I think the one thing is, you know, you'd like to see him be a little bit more consistent from three. He was only a 31% last year. Um, but you know, he's otherwise an extremely well-rounded player and uh, is is going to do a lot of a lot of good things for Maryland this year. So obviously the first there are only five spots on the first team, uh, but there are a bevy of, of interesting players that, you know, could fill out the second that will fill out the second third honorable mention um, and even potentially take a jump into the first team if they, you know, if things break the right way. So, uh, Steve, do you want to mention one or two guys that uh, you're eyeing in particular this year?
1: Sure. Um, long, long list of, of guys that I could see um, having a good year. But I, I think I, I want to talk about Cliff, Cliff on actually. Um, actually. I know Rutgers isn't going you know, to, they, they probably won't make the tournament and they're not going to crack kind of anyone's list of upstart teams to watch in the conference. But um, he's just so, so fun to watch. I mean, he's all over the place on defense. Um, he blocks shots with Emphasis and he's a really, really fun kind of running, running big guy. And, you know, I know Rutgers offense, you know, can by no means be anyone with a, a normal brain can describe that offense as fun, but I think he, he makes kind of Rutgers really, really fun. And I think just given his experience in the conference and um, given the load that he's going to need to carry given the departures last year, I'm looking for, for a big, big year for Cliff Omari. He's not going to be able to make first team all big 10, just given that he's kind of got ED in front of him and there's some other strong big guys too. Um, But, you know, I, I really think he's got a shot to be the second best big guy in the conference. What about you, Brett, who you have one or two guys that we should also maybe look at.
0: Yeah. um, So that's, I really uh, think that you've got a lot of good points there. I I think we're, you know, I'm excited to see Omari with a little bit more expanded role this year. I want I, I, there's there's a, a bunch of really interesting guards, but I think one that that I want to talk about because, you know, he's he's going to he's he'll be playing for a team that, you know, isn't going to get a lot of national attention given the coaching change and the entire roster flip. But Ace Baldwin on Penn State came over after three years with Mike Rhodes at uh, at uh, VCU and, you know, was one of the best players in the conference in 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 the a 10, uh, especially the last couple of years. And he's just going to bring, you know, in addition to some, some, his contributions on the offensive end, he's just going to be a tone setter for the team. You know, he's, he plays super hard nosed basketball, both sides of the ball. He's, he's all over the place on the court. Um, You know, he can, sh- he can shoot it. He's, he's shot 34% from three last year and, and it'll be at 40. It was at 41 the year before. Um, So he really brings a lot of everything to the game, to To the court, Um, and I think that you know this Penn State team is really looking for an identity, and so he and the other VCU transfers are going to be relied on specifically uh, due to their knowledge of um, you know Mike Rhodes' system, and I think he's he's going to be the engine for that team, and is going to obviously they're going to they're not going to have we don't think they're going to have a ton of success, but uh, you know anything they do do positively is going to is going to be as a result of, of Ace Baldwin.
1: Yeah. Very much agree there. I think some other just quick hitters that I kind of direct everyone's eyes to. So I think Chucky, Chucky Hepburn's going to have a strong bounce back year. You know, he kind of had an inconsistent and injury plagued um, season last year. And I think he's got kind of all conference talent deep down inside of him. So I'm looking for him to have a really good year. Um, I'm also looking at Malik Hall to kind of be that anchor of that Michigan state team that we all expect to be really, really good. I know we had Tyson Walker as a shoe in for first team all conference, but I think um, if they end up winning the conference, it's going to have to be because of all the different things that Malik Hall does. And then I think maybe another under the radar guy, I'm looking at K-State Tominaga to also have a really, really good year. You know, he was, he was a surprise last year, uh, but I think he's, he's got a ton of talent and, um, yeah, you know, that Nebraska team was really really fun last year, um, and I'm looking for more of the same from from them this year. Now that we talked about most of the guys who we should have our eyes out for, who do you think is winning Player of the Year?
0: I mean, it's really hard to go against the reigning Player of the Year, and uh, and for that reason, I I can't I can't go away from Zach Eadie. I mean, he's already shown how dominant he he can't he can be, um, and you know for all. For all the you know, all the jokes you wanna make about Purdue's loss in the tournament last year, like they've got a really great team. He's the best one. Um, they are the favorites to win the, the the conference title for a reason. Um and yeah, he's gonna put together another monster season. He's is as you've mentioned previously, uh unguardable, um or very close to unguardable, but he's and is a difference maker on both ends of the court. I don't I don't know how anyone can can really give the award to anyone but him at, at this point.
1: I've got nothing else to add. Next question, sir.
0: All right. Uh, since we've already done a little bit of talking about this, this person uh, let's, let's go ahead and do de- defensive player of the year. Um, Steve, do you want to, do you want to do the, the lead into this one?
1: Yeah. I mean, I know, I know I already kind of hinted at it, but I'm going with Cliff Marie. I think you could just as easily go with Zach UD. I'm, there's also a ton of really, really good, wings defensively in the conference but i think um i, I think it's going to be omarui because of his versatility defensively he can block shots um he can alter shots there's a reason it's really really tough to score points on Rutgers, and it's got a lot to do with um mr omarui so um that that's going to be my pick
0: uh, do you agree or disagree i very much agree i'm i'm really interested uh to see if he's, you know, on the perimeter a little bit more because he's he's very athletic and and is quick too. So I think, you know, when he gets shifted out onto guards, it's it's definitely not the death sentence for a defensive possession like you could say about other bigs in in this conference. Um and I think that there's yeah, his, his as you mentioned versatility great. He's he's a disruptor of shots and and likes getting his hands kind of in passing lanes and stuff. So I wholeheartedly agree, agree with that. Moving on, I think let's do let's just round out the player awards with uh, with the freshman of the year award. Um, You know, we were in agreement again about this one. So, Steve, uh, what do you what are you thinking here?
1: Yeah, it's hard to go against Mackenzie Mabako. I think, you know, just given that he fits a very defined need on Indiana's roster based on the position that he plays, given how high of a ranked recruit um, he is and given, you know, when you look at really the other, recruit of his caliber coming into the conference um, it, it's it's coming to a Michigan State team where um, there's other guys at the position that might get more playing time so um, you know to, to pick Mabako, you know you really have to trust Mike Woodson and his ability to scheme to uh, his skill sets but um, I, I know it might be a little bit of a, a not a homer pick but like kind of a front-running pick but I think just given given the talent, um, you know, there's really no question in my mind that he should be the favorite.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's already a a pretty polished shot maker, um, and has, has some defensive versatility too. So I think that, um, from a pure talent standpoint, uh, he's, he's the most talented freshman. Um, but also he's coming into an Indiana situation where he's going to get a lot of minutes right away. Um, as, as you mentioned, like, unlike at Michigan state where those, those, that, trio of talented freshmen you know has a lot of of returning production to to compete with um but yeah I mean I think that I think that mcbacco is is uh you know obviously not a shooting a lot a lot can happen uh over the course of a season but as of right now seems definitely like like a safe pick given his vast skill set and um you know his is is the opportunity he has coming in and finally we have reached the last award uh of our preseason. Um, so let's, let's jump right into it. Um, coach of the year, Steve. Uh, and I think this one's always an interesting one to gauge, right? Because it's, it's too easy to just give it to, you know, if, if Purdue runs away with the conference again and, you know, Matt Painter, obviously, obviously good, great, great coach, like does a, did a great job this year. But it, it, I think I like to treat coach of the year as, as relative to, you know, preseason expectations and even though we have this team rated highly it's still enough of a jump from last year where you know if if this team can play at their ceiling the entire year I, I think there's no no way not to give give this the coach the award and so that's why you know both of us I think are in agreement feel free to correct me if I'm wrong but um around Kevin Willard from from Maryland as being the coach of the year given you know, how he's kind of built this team up over the last two seasons and or, you know, last season and then this season and just kind of the excitement he has, the recruiting he's done. And if it translates to on court success, I think he's he's a pretty clear cut choice for
1: that award. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, as you mentioned, there is some sort of like that, you know, there's a there's the expectation bias. There's also like, I think, a a good like newcomer bias. And so uh, I think Maryland's had a lot of struggles. Um, you know, really to to be consistent over the you know last um kind of decade or so that they've been in the conference. And so I think um if if they can, you know, be a top four team in the conference this year, they've they've got the talent and pieces in place to do it. I think Kevin Willard deserves all the credit. You know, I think you could give it to Painter, you could give it to Izzo, but I think, you know, they have high expectations. Um and I think outside of like Illinois winning the conference outright i i couldn't see a world where like they overachieve and underwood gets the award but you know i i think where other places you might want to look i mean if there's a team from maybe called the bottom five that ends up um you know making the tournament that that could you know one of those guys could win it or if a team from sort of the middle tier ends up finishing in the top four you know I, i could see that happening if indiana you know ends up the top 2 team in the conference, you know, Mike Woodson could be in play for it, but um I think the the favorite going into it this year should should be Kevin Lillard.
0: Yep, I I totally agree with everything you've said and, you know, unfortunately there are no uh, you know, no sportsmanship awards or teammate of the year as as we see in the NBA as, as some of our listeners may remember from our old show. So, yeah, that, that'll do it on the on the season preview. Uh, any any parting words, Steve?
1: I think uh, proceed with caution. Anytime you go into a road environment in the Big Ten, I think it's going to be just as grueling um, as it's been in normal years. Um, and I think if you're kind of just looking big picture at what the goal of the conference should be, um, yeah, I think – Big 10 has a strong reputation for top to bottom, having a lot of sort of solid teams, but they need to do a lot better in March this year. And so you know, that's going to be a theme of I think what you hear us talk about all throughout the year, but they're developing a reputation of being March chokers. Um, a lot of that driven by Purdue, but a lot of that driven by um, just the general underwhelming performance of the conference in March this year. So um, that's what I'd be paying attention to the most. And um, we hope that, uh, you know, it's another strong, deep year for the conference that should have that expectation every year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, as of as of this recording, the Big Ten has not
1: won a ton a t- national
0: title since 2000. Uh, because here at Big Ten Hoops Weekly, we do not recognize Maryland's 2002 title as being a member, a title for the Big Ten. That being said, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it at a certain point, you know, you can win as many regular season titles and and have as good of a regular season as you want, but if if there aren't several teams from the big 10 in the second weekend of this year. I think, I think it's going to be another off season of, of kind of questions about, you know, how good, how good these teams actually are. And, you know, some of that's unfair to base a lot of your opinion on a six game single elimination tournament, but that's the college, that's the college basketball environment we live in today. And uh, I, I I do think that there is a lot of quality, um, even if there's only two elite teams in this conference. So, Um, But what I do know is that I am very excited for the season to get rolling uh, in as when this drop when this episode drops, it will be starting tomorrow. So uh, we can't wait to, you know, dive into all things Big Ten Hoops with you guys uh, throughout the season. And we thank you for coming along for the ride. We will see you next week.